2020 was a year of mass awakenings and ascension, as well as seismic energy shifts across the planet. 2020 was also the year that we officially went into what's known as the Aquarian Age. Now, the ascension process that we went through in 2020 isn't over. In fact, the energy is going to be playing out for years to come. And this new energy can feel so new to our systems that we can feel like children learning how to ride a bike for the first time. In this video, you're going to learn about the particularities of this new energy on the planet. And then I'm going to share my top eight tips to help you use this new ascended energy in your own life. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. That intro that you just saw is for my new premium coaching program called Heart Alchemy that's going to be coming out in February. It's an eight week program where we're going to have group coaching and healing sessions every week, as well as video modules that are going to be released for eight weeks straight. There's a lot of bonuses included, activations, tools. There is a lot going on with Heart Alchemy. So if you want to accelerate your spiritual awakening, go deeper in your healing than you can by yourself, please consider joining us. I'm going to leave a link to the Heart Alchemy page below so you can click over to that after watching this video and join the email list. I will only be launching Heart Alchemy to that email list. So if you want to join me in February, make sure you're on that list. All right, so let's get started with this video. So I'm talking a lot about the ascension process in this video and literally what the ascension process means is that the energy on the planet just keeps going up and up and up. And as the energy on the planet ascends, so too do we, because we're ascending, we're evolving with the planet. She evolves with us. This is a beautiful dance that we have with the planet. And so we are all essentially evolving and ascending in energy. And that that ascension process really kind of skyrocketed in 2020. We had a mass, mass shift in consciousness and that shift in consciousness kind of heralded in what's called the new Aquarian age. All right. So we transitioned from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius now. All right. And this new era is completely different in its energy. The, the newness of that energy is so palpable already. And so that's what this video is about. And we're going to talk about some top tips and some top features of this energy. So you can use this energy to propel you forward in living that beautiful, fulfilling and joyful life, which you deserve and you have accessible to you in the now moment. Okay. Now on to the tips and features. The first one that I want to talk about is I think it's the most important. Uh, that's why I'm putting it here as number one. And the first tip is to be in this world, but not of this world. All right. This is a saying that's been used by spiritual teachers for a really long time, but I don't think it's ever had as much meaning as it has right now. And that's because, uh, first of all, what I mean by be in this world, but not of it, the, the meaning of that expression is that is, is that we should learn to be in this reality, to be human, to, you know, be immersed in this reality, but also never forget our soul heritage, never forget spirit. So it's almost like we're bridging matter and spirit 
constantly, all right? And so this is a really important tip for this new energy because as you saw in 2020, things got really chaotic, not just with the COVID virus, but all kinds of things were happening on the planet at the same time, protests, uh, all of these different things were happening. And it was part of the ascension process as we're ascending all of the dirt that's been kind of swept under the rug. Uh, it starts to come up to the surface for us to see and for us to work with. This is, this is known as shadow work. All right. So when we ascend, we have to take care of all the dirt that was, that was stored away and we have to clear it out so that we can continue our ascension process. Now, as you can see with 2020 and all this chaos and, and you know, the stuff that was going on in the outer environment, that stuff is going to continue, maybe not to the intensity that it was in 2020, but it's still going to continue because it takes quite a while for the ascension process to trickle down into every single corner of the planet. All right. Sometimes it's easier for certain souls to ascend than it is for others. And so the ascension process is going to take a while. And so that means that your outside environment, our outside world may be a little bit chaotic for quite a while to come. So we have to learn how to be in that world, not run away from it, not escape it, not bypass it. We have to learn how to be in that world, but at the same time, never forget the perspective of spirit, the perspective that we are a soul in a human body, the perspective that there's always a bigger picture to the things going on in my life. All right. And this is really, really such a skill because it's such a fine balance, right? You want to be human, but at the same time, you don't want to be completely lost in the drama of being human and whole, you want to hold that broader perspective of spirit. But at the same time, it could be a little hard to do that when the, 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 um, when our lives, when our material lives, when our outward worlds are a little crazy and a little chaotic. It could be hard to not just fully let yourself kind of fall into 3d reality and just lose yourself in it and forget the, the, the broader picture of, of the soul. All right. So this is a, takes a little bit of finessing, a little bit of learning how to do, but you can do this. This is a beautiful skill. And this is probably one of the most important skills for you to learn right now in this new energy. Because again, as I was saying, the, the chaos and the, the tumultuous kind of circumstances happening on the outside in our outside world, they're going to continue for a while. So we have to learn how to stay balanced and centered, how to stay in our spiritual self while also being human at the same time. Now, the reason that there's a little bit of chaos in the outside world and it's going to continue is because there's really an energy split going on on the planet. And it's the split between what's known as 3d consciousness and what's known as 5d consciousness. Okay. So 3d consciousness is the consciousness of separation. It's the consciousness of the mind. Really. It's the consciousness of me seeing myself as separate from the world. And you know, the, that race is separate from that one. That country is separate from that one. Uh, that gender is separate from that one. So 3d reality has been the reality that we have been in for thousands of years. And it's the reality where we perceive ourselves separate from others 
chosen from the world. All right. Now that reality, that, that way of being is still existing on the planet for a little while longer, but the rift between that and 5d reality, 5d consciousness is the consciousness of unity. It's the consciousness of the heart. It's the consciousness where I realize fully that I'm not separate from anything around me, from anyone around me. All right. And so that the, the, those two realities, they're becoming more and more and more separated from each other. Meaning that the timelines are splitting and becoming further and further apart. And as that happens, there's a lot of chaos that can take place on the planet as we each choose which timeline we want to go on. All right. And that's why this skill is really important because if you allow yourself to just completely lose yourself in the material world, you're going to be stuck in 3d consciousness. All right. Because you're going to be stuck in your mind. <laughs> and so that's why this, this chaos, this instability in the outer environment, it, it's here and it's going to continue for a little while longer. Eventually 3d consciousness is going to just fall away and completely disappear. And we'll only have 5d consciousness on the planet, but that's going to take a while. And in that process of transition, a while, meaning years and years, probably the rest of our lifetimes. And that's what I mean by, by a while. So a really long time. So that means that we're going to have to learn how to hold that perspective of I'm in this world, but I'm not of it. I'm a soul incarnated in a human body. I'm participating in this beautiful thing called life. I'm not going to run away from it. I'm not going to bypass it, but at the same time, I'm also not going to lose myself in all of the things that can happen to me down here. All right. And, and so that's the reason it's this split in 3d consciousness and 5d consciousness timelines. And that's creating a little bit of chaos in, on the planet. And so literally you can see that a lot of times the teachings that talk, the biblical teachings that talk about heaven and hell, that's literally what they mean. You can be on this planet right now and you could be living in hell or you could be living in heaven. And these are just states of consciousness that have a lot to do with how you perceive yourself in the outside world. So hell is really just a construct that can exist when you live in 3d consciousness and heaven is a construct that exists when you're in 5d consciousness. All right. These are constructs. These are perceptual ways of being. And, and they are going to be a little bit more accentuated in the coming years as these two timelines split more from 3d consciousness to 5d consciousness. And we each as souls get to make a choice what timeline we want to follow. The second tip is one of my favorites and it's, it is that you don't need to struggle anymore. <laughs> I love this so much. And it's so, this energy is so, um, palpable right now. I could feel it. I could feel it in the new templates that are encoding the planet. And that is that you really don't have to struggle anymore. Suffering is a construct that is not necessary. Okay. So here's a ding, ding. Let me repeat that again. Suffering is a construct that is not necessary anymore. <laughs> okay. Now let me just talk about a little bit about suffering versus pain. When I say that suffering isn't necessary, I'm not saying that if you stop suffering, suddenly your life is going to be just a bunch of roses <laughs> and you, and it'll be just wonderful the rest of your life. Not at all. 
because there still be painful moments in your life. There'll still be pain because we're in human bodies. We experience pain as much as we experience joy. It's just, it's, it's just one of the, one of the facts of life, right? It's inevitable that you'll experience pain every once in a while in your life because that's just the way things are. But there's a difference between pain and suffering, okay? Suffering is when I get completely lost in the painful things that have happened to me. And in fact, I start to construct a story around those painful things that keeps me stuck in suffering and in pain that's content this continuous loop that never stops okay it's almost like i keep picking the scab of a wound once i have it and the scab it scabs over and it's starting to heal and then i pick it and again the wound breaks out again all right and i keep doing that over and over again that's what suffering is and so that's why it's important for us to realize that suffering is not necessary anymore that you can step out of that loop of constantly uh, dwelling on pain and creating more pain for yourself because that's what suffering does. Suffering, uh, the, the mind keeps you on a loop of constant pain and constant struggle that's not necessary, okay? So you don't have to struggle anymore means that with this new energy, now you have the availability of being able to heal things more quickly. I love that because as the energy goes up, it gets stronger, it gets more ascended, which means it gets more accelerated, which means that things that used to take me a really long time to heal, sometimes lifetimes, sometimes our old wounds from past lives, it used to take an entire lifetime of me down here to be able to heal that wound. But now the energy is so ascended and so accelerated that I could heal things very quickly. So again, the, the struggle, I don't have to struggle like I did before. The energies are totally different. So just let this beautiful mantra kind of, kind of permeate your whole being. I don't have to struggle anymore. <laughs> I'm going to heal the things that I need to heal, but I'm going to do that with a little bit of um, lightheartedness. That's the word, ding, ding. Let me reinforce that. Lightheartedness. No matter what happens to me down here, I can heal, I can perceive things, I can heal, I can work through the most difficult trauma or the most difficult experiences that happen to me down here. I can heal them and I can work through them with lightheartedness. I don't have to be heavy about them, all right? So that's one of my favorite, one of my favorite tips. You don't have to struggle anymore. Let that truth resonate in your heart, beautiful soul. Now let me go a little bit deeper into what I actually mean on a technical level by you don't have to struggle anymore, all right? This is where your perception comes in, all right? Your perception is absolutely key for this, for this to work out, okay? For you, for you not to perceive things as struggle. Your perception is absolutely key. How you see the world and perceive it, how you see yourself and perceive it, is, is going to make the difference between you thinking that life is such a drudgery. Oh my God. <laughs> you see this energy that I'm, that I'm, uh, that I'm kind of, uh, uh, embodying is this energy that's really heavy or this energy that's more lighthearted that says, yeah, you know, painful things happen to me sometimes, but I could deal with it and I can heal and I could process through no problem. I'm an eternal being. <laughs> you see the difference between these two energies. Now, what, what's the difference here? How, how can one person be here and one person be there? 
what what's the difference between these two these two uh, energy plates that I'm that I'm holding here in my hand? The difference is perception, perception, how I see the things that have happened to me, how I see my life, how I see the world is going to dictate whether I'm standing on this plate where I think life is such a drudgery and, oh, you know, I'm just here to suffer and life is crappy <laughs> or the plate of lightheartedness where you're like, yeah, painful things happen to me sometimes, but I'm an eternal soul in a human body. I'm so powerful. I can process through anything and I'm going to continue to do that with lightheartedness. Okay. The difference between that is how I perceive the world, how I see it. Okay. So start training yourself. First of all, pick up if you, what plate you're standing on. All right. So pick it up and you can pick it up by the inner talk that you have. How do you see the world? Catch yourself observing the world. How do you see the world? Do you see it fundamentally as a beautiful, benevolent, wonderful place that your soul comes down here to have fun and to evolve through? Or do you see it as just you know, this repeated cycle of just crappy stuff happening to me and I can't wait to get the heck out of here. <laughs> Life is hard. <laughs> All right. Catch that inner talk and then you'll see where your perception lies and you could change your perception just through practice, literally through practice, through focusing your attention on that plate that is more expansive, you're going to be able to change your perception. All right. And that's when this tip of you don't need to struggle anymore. That's when it's really going to change for you and come into form for you because the, the fact that you were struggling so much before had a lot to do with how you saw the world and how you responded to it. All right. So that, that was an extra pro tip that I wanted to leave there. Tip number three is things can be healed faster. <laughs> I love this one as a coach and as a healer that really has worked with hundreds and thousands of people already by now, this really brings so much joy to my heart because I can already see this shift in my own work as, as I've worked with clients across the years healing, working with clients used to be a lot harder in the sense that people were a little bit more stuck, stagnant in their energy and to be able to help them heal was a little bit more of an effort. What I've noticed, especially in 2020, I started to notice this energy in working with clients was that the energy, there was such a massive shift in energy that sometimes in just one session with a client, they had massive breakthroughs and, and literally were able to move trauma and pain and energy that was stagnant, that had been stagnant in their systems most of their lives. So I definitely have seen a huge shift in this where the healing is now happening faster, uh, processing the trauma, processing healing, processing past life karma and issues, all of the things that we need to clean up in this lifetime. It's happening faster and faster because the energy is ascending again, as energy ascends, it accelerates. Okay. That's one of the facets of ascension of the ascension process is energy accelerates as it increases in vibration. And so it's this acceleration of energy that's now helping people clean up things that they may have held in their system for lifetimes. That's how exciting this is. So this is really exciting for me as a coach and as a healer because I can now see so much more shift in people a lot faster than I have ever before. Okay. So 
this is a great little feature tip for you and that is to remember this so that you don't feel like you have to constantly be working on yourself or constantly, oh, I'm going to now take 10 years to heal from childhood trauma, for example. Now you can have in your mind that, wait a minute, I'm in new energy, which means that I can heal my stuff a lot faster. So let's get to it. Let me do this more quickly and moving on I go. Okay. So this is another great feature of this new energy. And this is a great tip for you too, to keep this in mind that you can clean up stuff. You can take advantage of this new energy to clean up stuff faster than you ever have before. Now you may be asking yourself, okay, you know, so Christina just said that I can heal a bunch of stuff a lot faster, but how the heck, where the heck do I start? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to leave you a little pro tip here, uh, for this, for this particular one. Uh, the healing occurs a lot faster. You can use a bunch of different techniques. You can watch my YouTube videos that literally I have healing tips across all of my videos. So you can start there. But here's one key tip that is probably the most important when it comes to healing, especially working with these new energies and, and, and the speed at which healing is occurring. And that pro tip is conscious intention. Okay. So when you consciously intend to heal something, that's like 85% of the healing work done right there, just by your conscious will and intention to do that work. Okay. Now this may seem simple because a lot of people say to me, well, obviously I've been wanting to heal for 10 years, but it just hasn't happened. And when they say that to me, I could pick up right away that there's an energy, there's an unconscious energy that's been sabotaging the healing. And that's why the healing hasn't occurred at the speed that it could. Okay. And so when it comes to conscious intention, what you're really doing is you are taking the power of your whole being and you are saying to the universe and to yourself, it is my intention to heal this in all directions of time. I love that mantra. I use it a lot. Okay. Now, do you see the power of what I just said? You can feel, can you feel the power in that energy as opposed to saying, well, I, I really do want to heal this, but I, I don't know. Something's keeping me stuck. Okay. Listen to the, to the difference between that and saying, it's my conscious intention to heal this in all directions of time. Do you see the difference in power here? Okay. So conscious intention literally starts the healing process and is like 80 to 85% of the actual healing itself. Because when I am conscious, when I consciously intend something, I'm such a powerful co-creator that whatever I intend. And so it is. Okay. So I wanted to leave you this, um, this little, um, uh, tip here as pro tip, but if you want to go deeping on uh, deeper on different healing techniques, I have a ton of them here on my YouTube channel. Tip number four is don't dwell. <laughs> okay. Don't dwell. Now this one is uh, the reason that I'm putting this one here is because dwelling, if you are a dweller, dwelling is going to get harder and harder. It's going to get more and more and more painful because what dwelling is, is it's literally when I stagnate on a specific topic, I'm dwelling on it. I just keep ruminating and going over and over and over and over again on that specific topic. And when I do that, I don't actually get out of it. I don't actually heal it. I don't actually process it. So it ends up stagnating. What dwelling does is it stagnates energy and I can't heal with stagnated energy because the healing process really occurs when energy processes and circulates. 
Okay. That's, that's how healing takes place on an energy level. So when I dwell, I'm stagnating the energy. And when I stagnate the energy, I'm only staying stuck. I'm not healing. I'm not moving forward. And it's going to become more and more painful, beautiful soul with these new energies, because what stagnation is doing, the, the image that I sometimes give people of what stagnation is, especially in these new ascended, more accelerated energy, just imagine yourself, imagine yourself floating down a raging river. Okay. You're floating down a raging river and it's just rapids and you're just floating down and you're floating, floating, floating. And then suddenly you decide that you're going to start grabbing on for dear life to the rocks as they pass by. <laughs> okay. What do you think is going to happen to you if you're floating down a category five rapid and you try and grab a rock to hold on to? First of all, you're going to just injure yourself because the strength of the current is much more stronger than your will to cling on to things. All right. So the best thing that you can do in that circumstance is don't hold on to anything. Just point your feet downstream and float. That's one of the rules that I learned while whitewater rafting. If you ever fall out of a boat while whitewater rafting, if the boat capsizes, your only thing you are to think about is feet pointed downward. All right. Feet pointed downstream so that you don't hit your head on anything as you're floating down. But that's literally all you have to think about. Just point your feet downstream and go <laughs> until the rapid uh, calms down. Okay. And so that's essentially the image that I want to leave here when it comes to don't dwell. Dwelling is like you trying to cling on to rocks as the category five rapid keeps taking you downstream. Okay. So, so don't do that. It's going to become increasingly painful because stagnation of energy, when we are in such accelerated energies that are on the planet, if I try and stagnate and hold myself back, it's like, I feel like I'm going to be tearing myself apart. Okay. So, so don't dwell, but here is the finesse. Here is the balance that I want to talk about. And that is you don't want to dwell, but you also don't want to bypass or escape whatever you need to heal. All right. So I want to talk about this, this fine, fine balance that it is between not dwelling and escapism or bypassing. Okay. So when I say don't dwell, I mean, don't get stuck in this never ending loop of ruminating about a specific topic and, and just not getting into the healing of it, just ruminating, getting stuck, staying there. Right. You know, you can feel what I, what I'm trying to impart when I say dwell, don't dwell. But at the same time, you also don't want to bypass anything and a problem, a challenge or anything you need to heal. All right. You don't want to try and jump over uh, a, a wound. What you always want to do when it comes to a wound or a challenge in your life is you want to, you want to go right through it. Okay. You want to process right through it. You don't want to jump over it, bypass it because literally what bypassing does is it's me ignoring the wounds. And if I ignore the wounds, they're not going to go away. They're not going to be healed. Okay. So there's a fine balance. It's impossible for me to tell you what that fine balance is. You're going to, this is very experiential. You're going to have to learn how to do this on your own, but there is a balance between not dwelling, but also not bypassing. And you need to find that balance. There's a sweet spot between me going into a wound, sitting with it, feeling it, understanding it, and then healing right through it as opposed to getting stuck in it. All right. 
So there's that fine balance. You're going to have to learn how to, how to do that. And if you want to go deeper into bypassing what it is and actually to spot it in yourself, if you are bypassing, I've done a video on that and I'm going to leave links to that video in the description box below for you to go deeper on what bypassing is and, and, and spot it in yourself. So watch that video after this one, if you want to go deeper. Now to kind of help you a little further on, uh, you know, helping you on the difference between dwelling and bypassing, let me leave you one of my favorite mantras. I use this mantra a lot in my videos and, and that is the, the mantra that I cannot heal what I don't feel. Okay. So in order, another way of saying this is in order to heal, I have to feel. <laughs> okay. That's another way of saying this mantra in order to heal. I have to feel. Okay. So that's when I literally go into the feeling of the wound or the feeling of the challenge, the feeling of the painful experience that I'm trying to heal. I go actually into the feeling of it because that's the only way that it can process. Okay. But I don't go into the dwelling, which is when I spend excessive time just lost in the feelings and lost in the emotions and lost in the, in the thoughts about that specific situation. Okay. So here, Here's another energy mantra. Whatever I dwell on doesn't heal. <laughs> okay. Because dwelling stagnates energy. All right. So now you're learning a little bit more about alchemy. Anything that stagnates energy, I'm not able to heal because healing requires circulation of energy, movement of energy. Okay. So you see this fine balance on the one hand, I cannot heal what I don't feel, but on the other hand, I also don't want to get stuck in all these feelings and thoughts. I don't want to get lost in them. I don't want to dwell on them too long. And that there is the fine balance that you're going to need to, to find. Don't bypass, go into the healing, into the feeling of things that you need to feel in order to heal, but then don't get lost down there for eternity. <laughs> that's basically, that's basically the, the pro tip here. Don't get lost down there in the healing for eternity. And only you can know what that fine balance is for you. Tip number five is less mind, more heart. <laughs> So this one is one of my favorite. I think they're all my favorites, but this one's one of my favorites because I am such, you know, I don't call myself the heart alchemist, uh, by coincidence. Uh, the heart is my favorite, favorite portal, my favorite chakra. And, and this tip here is super important because what's happening is as the energy ascends, Literally what's happening is we are shifting into 5d consciousness more and more. As I said earlier on in the video, 3d consciousness is sort of that construct. That timeline is starting to dissolve less and less souls are going to be going the way of 3d consciousness because the, the planet is not supporting that anymore. And so what's going to end up happening is at some point, which I don't know when that is at some point, the planet is just going to completely drop 3d consciousness from her grid. And when that happens, the souls that are in 3d consciousness, they're either going to jump over to 5d or they're going to disincarnate. Okay. But for the time being, the, these two constructs are still existing on the planet. All right. And so when you're, but I know that since you're watching these videos, you're if you've been watching my videos, you're on the timeline of 5d consciousness. You're not on the timeline of continuing 3d consciousness. That's the whole point of me having a YouTube channel and helping you all out and having this beautiful community with you guys is that we're all shifting into the timeline of 5d consciousness. 
And that precisely means that now moving into 5D consciousness, there is less mind and more heart. Whereas in 3D consciousness, it was all about the mind, no heart whatsoever, because the heart is the portal of unity consciousness at the heart. All duality just completely melts. All right. There is no separation in the heart. It's not a coincidence that the heart is the center of the chakra system, not a coincidence at all at the heart, all duality and all separation just completely vanish. And so as we step into 5d consciousness, into that 5d construct, we're really stepping into unity consciousness. And that is the power of the heart. So in this timeline, you're, you're asked to just quiet your mind more and lead from the heart. Now I'm not saying with this, that you're going to stop using your, your mind altogether. That's not, again, we're not, we're not polarizing into extremes, right? So I'm not saying it's all heart and no mind. Nope. You have a mind and you have it on purpose. You have it for a reason. It's a beautiful tool that you're going to continue to use even in, even in a construct of 5d consciousness of unity consciousness, the difference though here, and it's a different, it's a huge difference though. The difference here is that your life is going to be led by the heart and the mind is going to be used as an instrument of your life, not as the commander in chief. Whereas in 3d consciousness, the mind leads, shut up heart. What? I don't care about heart. It's just all about rational thought. You have to be rational. The, the, the heart can be very, um, you know, misleading and all of you see like all of these things that we've been taught about in this 3d consciousness that only the rational mind is important, that nothing else is important. Okay. Those, those beliefs that we had in 3d and this 3d construct are being shifted in 5d consciousness where you use the vast intelligence of the heart. It is, this is such a miraculous portal. It's so powerful. It's much more powerful than the mind. You're using the heart to lead your life. You're leading from the heart, but then you use the mind to help materialize all of your heart desires. So you see you're using the mind, but you're using the mind in a very different capacity than you did in 3d uh, consciousness. Okay. Now this is, this is actually starting already. I've noticed this in my own life. So the energy is so different right now that when I, when I get into excessive mind, so let's say I spend, you know, eight hours in front of a computer doing this or doing that, doing some work when I'm excessively polarized into the mind for too long, I start to get headaches. I don't feel good. I feel disconnected. And I've noticed that this has been happening more recently as the energy has shifted until I finally realized, well, oh, I understand I'm, I'm polarizing in the mind too much. I need to bring myself down into the heart. And so sometimes when that happens, I'll literally stop my work. I'll go sit in meditation and I'll just put my hands on my heart and I'll just take a nice breath and I'll focus on heart energy. And when I do that, I feel balanced right away. Okay. So you can actually feel this physically right now. That's how much the energy is, is pulling us up into 5d consciousness. Okay. So less mind, more heart. The mind is to be used as an instrument, but the heart commands your life. Speaking of 5d consciousness, unity consciousness that I talked about right now. And I talked about earlier in the video, if you want to go deeper into this 5d consciousness, uh, beyond what I'm talking about in this video, I shot a whole video on 5d consciousness and what it means and how to actually tap into that timeline. I shot a video on that. I'm going to leave links in the description box below. If you want to watch that video after this one.
And here's a pro tip that I wanted to leave with this point here, this tip here also. And the pro tip here is that uh, I want to get into the energy of this a little bit so you understand kind of on a cellular level what's happening. So the, the, the grid, the energy grid that surrounds the earth. So the earth, she has her own energy just like we do. And the, the energy of the earth is called the earth crystalline grid. It's the energy grid that surrounds the earth. It's the energy that she emanates, that the, the planet herself emanates. It's called the earth crystalline grid. The earth crystalline grid has shifted in vibration, meaning that this grid is no longer as supportive of the mind as it was before. Okay. So for thousands of years, we've gotten a lot done on the planet, just purely through the mind. Again, the mind isn't bad. We've had, we've done some great things on the planet just by using the mind. We've also done some bad things on the planet and destructive things on the planet by just using the mind. But the point here is that the, the crystalline grid of the earth was supportive of mind energy before, but she's not supportive of mind energy now. And so what's happening and as I've, I've literally, uh, this has happened in my own life also. And in talking with people and friends and family, something interesting is happening. And that is the, the people that are still trying to figure everything out with just their mind, they're running out of solutions. <laughs> and this has happened in my own life where I have a really strong mind and I've used it for a really long time, but then suddenly I've noticed a shift. I have actually noticed a shift in the energy where when I'm trying to do things just with my mind, I get exhausted and I don't actually find any solutions. But if I shift into the heart, and I tap into that intuition, to that intuitive side, to my unity portal. And I, and I figure out, or I go into a solution to a problem or an issue or something I want to manifest. If I go into the heart first, the solution comes up more quickly. And then the mind kind of, you know, disseminates the solution that the heart, uh, first came up with. So you see the difference here. If you want to do everything with just the mind, the crystalline grid isn't supporting you anymore and you're going to exhaust yourself and you're not going to solve anything. But if you go into the heart and you ask the heart, how do I solve this problem? Or what do I want to manifest in my life? Or what do I want to do next? If you ask the heart first and you sit with that, the heart's going to come up with a bunch of solutions and then you can use your mind to help manifest those solutions. All right. So I wanted to leave this pro tip here for you to understand that using the mind excessively, it isn't actually supported on the planet anymore. So you might as well shift into this new consciousness because it's going to take you way further than you can with just the mind. Now, here's a little bit of an example of what I mean about this earth crystalline grid and how we used to do things before and how we're asked to do them now. Okay. So your heart is literally your compass. All right. So your heart knows the direction when I'm holding a compass, I know where North is. I know where all the cardinal directions are because I'm holding a compass. That's exactly what the heart is. The mind doesn't have that compass. And so a lot of times when we used to do things before in the energy before we would just do things for, for the sake of doing things. Okay. And what ended up happening, that's what the hustle culture is. The hustle culture. A lot of times is I'm going to do, 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 because just doing is a measure of success that used to be true, but it's not true anymore. Okay. And so in the old energy, the way that it'll to give you an image to understand this in the old energy of just doing, 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 that would be like walking in a forest in pitch dark and trying to shoot an arrow at a target. 
<laughs> in pitch dark. <laughs> now, if I start shooting arrows, if I just start shooting arrows in the dark, the likelihood that I'm going to hit the target at some point, sure, I might as well. I, I'm gonna, if I may shoot thousands of arrows, but eventually it is fair to say that I may hit a target if I just start shooting in all kinds of directions in the dark because I can't see the target. That's literally what it means just acting for the sake of acting. I waste a bunch of arrows, I waste a bunch of energy, and I maybe only hit the target once, you know, one every thousand arrows that I hit, that I shoot, okay? Now, this is action for action's sake. But when it comes to this new energy, what's happening now, when I use my heart as my compass, now I'm going into what's called inspired action. That means that now I'm walking in the forest when it's day out and I can see the target and I'm going to look at the target, I'm going to uh, aim at it and I'm going to shoot. The likelihood that I'm gonna hit the target then is really, really high and I'm not using as many arrows <laughs> to hit the target, you see? So what happens in this new energy is that Every inspired action, it means that I'm going to act when I feel inspired and my heart tells me to go in that direction. And if I'm not receiving um, uh, input from the heart or I'm not sure, I won't act because I'm not gonna waste my arrows. <laughs> I'm not gonna waste my vital energy. There's no point in doing that. And so you see the difference in this energy? Totally, totally different energy. Now, sometimes people say to me, well, if I don't act, nothing's gonna get done. <laughs> and you can see from this image, it's not true. If I can see a target and I shoot when I can see it, I'm doing a lot. I'm hitting the target way more than the person who's shooting in the dark, aren't I? I am, even though I'm using less arrows, I am hitting the target more often than the person who's shooting in the dark, all right? And so that's what we have to kind of relearn is this idea that doing, 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 doing is a, is a measure of success. No, it's not. It's not successful to shoot a thousand arrows and only hit the target once. That's not success. That's, that's a little bit of a failure, right? If I have to shoot uh, arrows a thousand times to hit the target once. If I shoot one arrow and I hit the target once with that one arrow, that's success. <laughs> okay, so we have to redefine what success means to us and we have to divorce the idea that success has everything to do with action. It doesn't always, okay? And so I wanted to leave you with this image so you can go deeper into this less mind, more heart tip. Now, if you want to go into the particularities of the new energy on the planet and the explanation that I just gave about how to, how to use the particularities of this new energy, I shot a whole video on the new energy on the planet. I shot a whole video on that. You can go deep into the more of the particularities of this new energy. I'll leave a link in the description box below so you can watch that video after this one. Tip number seven is slowing down to speed up. <laughs> now this can seem totally counterintuitive, but it's actually not. You saw in the example that I, that I just shared about that person shooting a bunch of arrows in the dark because they're trying to hit the target but they can't see it, versus the person who can see, it's daylight out, the person can see the target, they have one arrow, they aim and they shoot and they hit the target right away. This is a good example of what it means to slow down to speed up. It means that in acting less, in pulling back on that hustle energy that we're so used to using, when I pull back on that hustle energy, I conserve more energy. Ding, ding! <laughs> 
when I'm going to say this again, because this is so important and we're so templated with hustle, with hustle, hustle energy that this, this takes a little bit to dissolve in us. When I pull back from hustle energy of constantly having to do something, I conserve energy. And when I conserve energy, that means that when it is time to act, I have so much energy available to me that that one action is worth a thousand other little actions that I did before when I had that hustle templating energy on me. Okay. So there's this beautiful, um, there's this beautiful skill of knowing how to wait, knowing how to be patient and then jumping on things when, when it's time. All right. So another example that I have to, that, that I want to share with you other than the arrows one, I like using examples, uh, to give you these images. Another example I want to give you of what it means to know how to step back, to be patient, to wait, and then to act is if you've ever seen surfers on the ocean. Okay. So if you sit on the beach and you just watch surfers go about their day, you'll notice that a surfer actually spends a significant part of their day on their board, floating on the water, waiting for the right wave. Surfers do not would, they don't uh, surf every single wave that comes because if they did, they would completely run out of energy in like 10 minutes and their whole surfing day would be over. So the surfer is floating on their boat, the, uh, floating on their boat. Oh my gosh. They're floating on their board and they're looking and feeling for the right time to get on that right wave. Okay. So the right time to get on the right wave. All right. So they float the majority of their day, but then suddenly when they get that feeling, here comes the wave, this is the right one. They position themselves, they get on the wave and they ride that wave. Now look at this. When they get on their board, then they ride the right wave. That wave takes them far. Okay. So this image of you understanding what it feels like to be a surfer, to know how to wait for the right wave and then position yourself, get on the board and ride that beautiful wave. That is way different than going out there and paddling, 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 trying to catch every single wave. You, you would be exhausted in five minutes and your surf day would be over or you'd drown. Okay. So surfers know how to conserve their energy. All right. And to use it appropriately. And that's exactly what's being called for, um, in these energies, knowing how to slow down. This is also a characteristic of feminine energy, knowing how to slow down and to not act to conserve that energy and then acting when it's time, this slowing down to speed up is a characteristic of this new energy. And it's going to take you further. When you learn how to do this, you're going to go further than you ever did before with that hustle, hustle, do, do, do culture. And you're not only going to get further than you did before in old uh, energy, but you're going to get further with a lot more joy, a lot more happiness, a lot more ecstasy. You're not going to be burnt out. You're just going to have fun along the way. And that's really important too, right? So that I wanted to leave you with that image of the surfer. Don't forget the surfer, uh, when it comes to this new energy. Tip number eight is to go deep, to go high. <laughs> so this one seems may seem like a little counterintuitive again, just like the tip we talked about before. But this one is important for you to remember. I've talked a lot about that already in my videos, but I want to reemphasize this point when it comes to the new energy, because the more that you learn this skill of going deeper, the higher you can go. Okay. And what I mean by this is that 
going deep to me means I'm going to look at every area of my life, every facet of my being, every part of my inner world. I will not be afraid to go deeper and deeper and deeper in my own healing and in my own inner world, knowing that the deeper I go, the higher also I will go in my ascension process. Okay. The deeper I go into my healing, the, the more courageous I am about, about turning over every single stone of my inner world. I will not be afraid to look inside of me for all of the things that I have to see. It takes a little bit of courage to do this because the majority of us, we just want to pretend there's nothing going on inside of us and we just want to move on with our lives. It takes courage to be able to do this kind of inner work where you say to yourself, I will see every single thing that I have to see inside of me and heal it. I am willing, I'm willing, I'm willing. When you do that, you start to go deeper and deeper and deeper. The deeper you go, the higher you go in your ascension process. All right. And the image that my favorite image of showing people what this is in the, in the natural world is the image of a tree. Okay. So if you've been to California, I've been blessed to, to hike in these beautiful forests. If you've been to California, to the, to the great Sequoia or redwood forests of California, these are some of the oldest trees on the planet. They're some of the tallest trees on the planet. It is absolutely miraculous to be standing next to a redwood tree and you just look up at that thing and it looks like a skyscraper. That's how big these things are. Well, if you go to a redwood or a sequoia forest, what you'll notice is you stand next to one of these trees and they look like buildings. That's how big they are. And all you can see is up. So you say to yourself, oh my God, this tree is so big. But what you don't notice is for that sequoia or for that redwood who, that could be hundreds of years old, for that tree to have grown that tall, she also has equally deep roots that you just can't see. Sometimes they could go for miles. <laughs> That's how long these redwood roots can go. They are so, so deep in the earth and, and you, you can easily see why, right? That redwood can only go as tall as she can. Her roots go deep because the roots are what's holding the structure that you see above earth. The, the, the tree would never be able to grow that tall and hold for hundreds of years against wind and storms and all of that. She holds for that long, sometimes hundreds of years because her roots are equally deep. And, and this is so important. This is my favorite metaphor for the ascension process is the deeper that I go down into my own inner world, the higher I will also reach into the skies. Okay. So that's my eighth tip. Don't be afraid, beautiful soul. Commit, say to yourself, there is nothing in my inner world that I am unwilling to see. I'm going to see everything. I'm going to heal what I need to heal so that I could grow as tall as a beautiful redwood tree. All right, beautiful soul. Now over to you. I want to hear from you. Leave me in the comments below. Which one of these eight tips did you resonate with more? Leave me in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my heart alchemy page to find out about my upcoming coaching program. And don't forget these videos that I mentioned here. This will be great for you to continue your viewing. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. I'm out.